to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. Myself, Jake Balkovin, and Eric Circle. Got about a half an hour uh, left here as we roll through the end of our topics. Uh, we were just getting through our asterisk segment, so just a few more questions um, before we get to our ranking of NFL coaches real quick. I did see just a few more questions. We don't want to leave you guys hanging out there. Ted just wants to tell the story. Uh, he said when he played a pickup game against Stricken College, he was skinny, 145 pounds, and he was back on defense when he started coming down on a fast break. He said, I about crapped my pants, threw my hands up, and swore he literally went over me. Still one of my fondest memories of Strick. Do you remember schooling some guys out there uh, in college? <laughs> I mean, that was one thing that we, we, we just wanted to hoop. So we were always looking where the game was, where we were going to hoop. And, you know, he would have caught me at a time where I was a savage. I mean, I was a savage from the standpoint of, if you're anywhere near the rim, I'm trying to put you in it. That was how <laughs> savage I was back then. But, you know, like I said, when I got to the NBA, it was kind of one of those things where you know, you, it's only two points strict. You yeah. know, do you want to expend this energy? You got a back-to-back tomorrow. Do you want to just go lay this ball up, take the two, and keep it moving? That's kind of the mentality <laughs> that I used to have when I was in the league. No question. Uh, what blanket says, what happens if AI plays quarterback and strict wide receiver at Nebraska? You think that'd be a pretty good pairing? <laughs> well, well, it, it wouldn't have happened at Nebraska. Just yeah. remember that, right? Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, he would have been running a little more option. Maybe I would have got a wing back pitch from him or something like that. <laughs> but right, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a lot of passing going on back then. <laughs> if you had went, I mean, I know you were talking about uh, more maybe being on the defensive side, but if you did yeah. go football, would you consider Nebraska, uh, if they wanted you as a wide receiver, or would you, you'd be looking to catch some balls somewhere? No, there were some other teams that were looking at me then. It would have been scary because Colorado used to throw it a little bit, right? Oh, so yeah. I, you know, I was looking at Colorado. I was looking at UCLA. Uh, Florida State had reached out. And uh, those were kind of three that was in my eyes as far as if I was going to stay a receiver. But if yeah. I was going to come to Nebraska and play defense, I would have come. Yeah. To be a black shirt. Yeah. Yeah. No very cool. Very cool stuff. All right. Let's get into uh, our NFL offseason rankings for the head coaching hires. Uh, nine new hires made across the NFL. I suppose I'll just go from the bottom of, of my list in on up. Do you have a list yourself, Strick, or, or did you? Uh, just gonna... I, I kind of got an idea. You yeah, know, just I kind of got an idea of what I think. But yeah. Nonetheless, well, you tell me you if know. you think that these guys are too low or too high, because um, we'll start at the bottom. So I, I guess at the bottom, you don't want <laughs> this is where you don't want to be. Uh, if you're a fan of this team, I think Lovey Smith with the Texans uh, is got to be the, the bottom one. He's just, you know at a certain point in his career, this would be a home run hire. At this point in his career, it's not. Obviously, coming off the uh, the failure at Illinois over there, and then you know they just kind of went with an internal hire. I know things are messy with the Texans, but you fire a one year head coach to bring in a guy that was already there, <laughs> you know, for a defense that wasn't exactly, um, you know, the 85 bears or anything. So I, I just, I don't know. I, that, that move surprised me uh, more than any. And I don't necessarily think that it's going to be the answer the Texans are looking for. I don't even, is that, I don't even know. Is that a stopgap 
coach or something before they they move on i'm not sure what happened there i mean it, it's a skeptical one it's one that you just kind of look at and you just say her like you you have the scooby-doo kind of like dang where did that come from you yeah. know what i mean so i mean he's just 89 and 87 over the course of his his tenure his last stint was 8 and 24 so i mean that was a rough two-year stretch that he had with the bucks so you know where did that come from and so you know, maybe it was, it was a stop gap. It was kind of plead. Maybe there is some back back room dealing where they had those conversations to kind of say, Hey, you know, this is just going to be for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And, and we didn't, or, and, and not to get too far off the topic, but Deshaun Watson also kind of of topic today, they had to sit out their starting quarterback this, this whole past year. So it's just kind of a weird situation for the Texans altogether um, for what it's worth. He, it, it, it appears um, that he is, is narrowed or, or kind of letting teams know who's on his radar. The Vikings and the Buccaneers are of interest to Deshaun Watson, but they've got to wait till that court thing plays out before anybody makes a move for him, I think, um, because, yeah. you know, he could be sitting out, uh, you know, more time, especially in the NFL. Uh, you never know what's going to happen with those charges. It, how much would that take him off the, the, the game to begin with? But then the NFL does their own investigation, and none of last year was NFL, you know, an NFL ban. That was the Texans just you know saving face there so there was it was it was you know you would expect that to come along as well so the Texans still have a weird situation there at quarterback number eight on my list I have Matt Eberflus of the Bears uh, the Colts defensive coordinator I'm not coming off his best year as a defensive coordinator with the Colts but uh, there's there's still a pretty good defense it's not that's not the problem I have and maybe it's not so much even uh, Eberflus in general it's just the fact that the Bears have a young quarterback the, the 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 kind of trend around the league that you're seeing work, you know, Zach Taylor, Sean McVay, young offensive-minded quarterback seems to be what's going around the NBA or the NFL right now. And the Bears have long held this kind of grinded out, you know, they've got the the Windy City type of mentality, which I I, I don't mind. Uh, I just don't think it should be at this point where you go for your head coach, especially when you have a young quarterback that needs that tutoring. Um, you know, part of it's, you know, who's he hiring around him to kind of bring him up? Um, I just thought they should have went, you know, with, with the way that a lot of the NFL is going because it's been so long since the Bears have had a young quarterback that's even worth um, trying to to bring up the, in the way um, that they have now. And, and they still went the other way and went defense. It's the case of an awesome defense, terrible offense, young quarterback. Is he the guy to just help nurture that? I, I just don't see it. Uh, but me personally, I think I had Dennis Allen uh, oh, in yeah. that position. But Dennis Allen, the reason being is that it just seems mediocre to me, right? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, just just with the Raiders and the time there and a couple seasons, you know, only winning eight games, it just seems like it's a mediocre hire to me for, for an organization that expects so much more, even in, even in losing Drew Brees. But the uncertainties of that with salary cap issues and not knowing where the quarterback's going to be, you know, is he the guy to get help bring that back? I don't know. Yeah, I, I I had him a little bit higher. Maybe it was just because of continuity, um, because he has had a solid defense out there with the Saints, but they do feel, um, you know, destined for a whole new 
you know, like a, a fresh coat of paint, right? And Des- Dennis Allen's not necessarily that. He's kind of a, a hangover from the Sean Payton, Drew B's yeah. era, and maybe that's what they're hoping to, to kind of cling on to anything there. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have him ranked a whole lot higher. Uh, number seven on my list, I have Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins. Just one year as an offensive coordinator for the 49ers, uh, did do pretty well there, and and, and he is uh, what I was saying, kind of the young offensive mind. So uh, I like the fact that they went that route. I just don't know if I like his experience level and so far his time at the podium has not been kind to him yeah he don't seem like he understands what he just you know stuck his hand in and he might have reached in and stuck his hand in some boo-boo yeah uh, well well, then they shouldn't have fired brian flores to begin with to make that move to get a guy that's been an offensive coordinator for one year i i just don't think it yeah yeah i don't know if that's the hire i'd I'd want being that you know you just gave up a guy that gave you a winning season on the verge of breaking through is he a guy that's going to be able to manage and talk with uh you know tug of iloa yeah i i don't know (laughs) he just seems like he's kind of to me he's oblivious yeah uh number six on my list i have josh mcdaniels the former patriots offensive coordinator uh now with the raiders and they're kind of doing uh the raiders are are doing that thing they they had the weird uh connection where they got mike mayock as their gm this past go around and and obviously with gruden so they're basically just reaching into television and trying to (laughs) get some sort of success out of it that didn't work now they're reaching into the patriots bag grabbing the offensive coordinator over there and dave ziggler is now their gm the former belichick director of player personnel for the paints uh the patriots so they're just trying to be the patriots of the east i don't think you can do that or excuse me of the west i don't think that you can necessarily do that um and that's been shown before josh mcdaniels is part of the failed coaching tree that falls under bill belichick none of them have had a whole lot of success obviously he's always going to be um linked to the, the to the the swing and a miss of picking tim tebow in the first round um i just i you know in the in the patriots it, it's a solid offense i thought they did um well for what they've had and sometimes that's what you have to grade them on i don't i think josh mcdaniels is one of the best offensive coordinators in the league i just you know and, and maybe it is the thing where he just needs another opportunity. A lot of these guys uh, kind of hit it big on their second opportunity as an off, as, as a head coach in the league. So I have him a little bit higher on this list. Some people have him way high. I'm just a little bit. I have him at five. Yeah. I had him at five. And the reason being is, like you said, a second opportunity, a chance to maybe get it right, um, to possibly look at it from a standpoint that he's got some great weapons. Obviously, he's got some turmoil. So maybe he can get back in there, right that ship, and then change his legacy. Yeah, and we got to run through these uh, kind of quickly as we're up against it. I do have uh, five Dennis Allen. That's where I had him, um, and uh, I know we already talked about him. And you said you had McDaniel's at five. Um, yeah. So moving on to number four, I have Doug Peterson, former Super Bowl winning coach uh, with the Eagles. Things did not turn out well there as he lost one of his assistants. Things just kind of fell apart. Um, but he he's he's able to win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, so I think he's worth a shot for the Jaguars. Kevin O'Connell for me, mm. just being what he just came off of. Yeah. If they are able to land him, if they're able to land him, I don't know. We don't know yet. They we introduced him. Yeah. Have. They introduced him today. Yeah. So he's yeah. there. So, yeah. uh, number That's three it. on my list is Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos. Um, the biggest thing is, can he get, you know, can he bring Aaron Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams with him over there? He was the Packers offensive coordinator. He did get Blake Bortles to the AFC championship game at one time as an offensive coordinator. So I'm, I'm pretty pretty you know pretty set that he's a good offensive coordinator i think it's time to give him the head coaching job so i think this is a good move for the broncos um you know at that point i had um oh shoot i had nathaniel hackett uh at 
three. Yeah, yeah, that's where I had him, too. That's where I have uh, Number yeah. two, I have Kevin O'Connell. We kind of mentioned him, the Rams offensive coordinator. Now over there. Brian Dable. The Brian, Brian Dable, Dable for me. That's who I have number one, uh, the Giant, Brian Dable, uh, the, now with the Giants, former Bills offensive coordinator. Um, that goes without saying that he was very successful this past season with Josh Allen, former Alabama offensive coordinator as well. So his resume adds up, uh, but it's always difficult in the middle lands. Who's, who do you have at number one? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, yeah, solid. I mean, former Super Bowl winning coach, not not yeah. a bad hire. The only problem is it's back in Jacksonville, where it's a tough yeah. place to win for him. That that is like that is like the black hole of the NFL right now. <laughs> you get over there and everybody dies. Yeah, it, that's a tough place <laughs> to win. Uh, Urban Meyer didn't make it too long in there, uh, but uh, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, it's time to round out the show like we always do with hitting the hardwood with Strick. Talk a little bit of NBA action and round out the show that's coming up next here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.